Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 13a. What we are about to begin is usually considered by most secular and religious scholars alike to be a new section of Sefer Yeshayahu. In this section, Yeshayahu turns his attention to the other nations of the world, and one by one he prophesizes about each. I personally don't like to describe this as a new section, because I see this as a logical continuation from the previous chapters, especially the Song of the Redemption, which we just read in chapter 12. It is important to remind ourselves of the central mission of the Jewish people according to Isaiah, Ishayahu, which is to set an example for the entire world and to bring the message of what will one day be called ethical monotheism to every nation of the world. This is why in the Song of Redemption that we just read in chapter 12, we sang the words, Hodiu ba'amim elilotav. Let be known amongst all of the nations God's ways. This is why we also read, Zamru ladonai ki geut asa mudad zot b'chol ha'aretz. Sing to God because He does great things. He does powerful things. Mudad zot. Let, us, let this be known among the entire world. Therefore, the logical next step after singing this song for Yeshayahu is to describe just how responsible we are as the people of the nation of Judah to bring this message to the other nations. Try to imagine yourself listening to Yeshayahu preaching. He was standing during a time when Judah was a tiny and besieged country, seemingly without much influence <coughs> on other nations and on world affairs. But here Yeshayahu was standing and telling them that they had within their power and indeed it was their responsibility and mission <coughs> to bring the most important message of history, the message of God, <coughs> the message of justice and righteousness, and make it known throughout the entire world. Will the nations listen? How do we do this? How do we accomplish this? To some degree, Yeshayahu may have sounded delusional at first, until you listened closely to his words. He begins by turning his attention towards Babylon which was the most ancient kingdom at the time. Babylon is the kingdom that had withstood the test of time. As we know from history, Babylon was the place that held the traditions of the gods and cultures of ancient Mesopotamia. It was where the temples of the ancient gods stood. It was the venerable kingdom. As much as Assyria was a young newcomer to the stages of power, while Assyria represented power and military might, Babylon represented the polytheistic religion religious traditions, the temples, etc. However, these traditions of Babylon were the opposite of what Yeshayahu wanted Judah to teach. Instead of caring for the poor and disadvantaged, in Babylon, respect for human life itself was lacking. And more than anywhere else, the message of Judah and of God needed to be heard by Babylon. The primary encounter between Judah and Babylon is recounted in the Tanakh in the Torah with the story of Daniel, which was to happen several centuries later after the time of Yeshayahu. Most of the commentators reference the story of Daniel at some point during their commentaries on this chapter. I would like to even emphasize more how deeply the story of Daniel is manifested in this chapter. I would like to suggest that this chapter is Yeshayahu's exhortation to the people of Yehuda to carry their message of God to the people of Babylon in an attempt to teach them to change their ways and save them from utter destruction. I also suggest that in the book of Daniel, we see how that particular prophet, Daniel, and his contemporaries, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and others, 
tried to bring this message to Babylon. That story of, of which Shayao was telling us to do here, these instructions were heeded by those leaders, by the people at the time. However, ultimately Babylon chose not to go with God, which resulted in Babylon's destruction, which is what Daniel had predicted during the, that his time. Ishayahu is therefore telling us here how it is our responsibility to try as hard as we can to teach, but ultimately it's still up to the people of Babylon and the other nations to learn those lessons and suffer the terrible consequences if they don't heed the message. Let us now begin. The first verse reads as follows, Masobavel asher ben The translation of this word masa, the word masa, is the translators struggle to interpret this term, having difficulty understanding what it means. The literal translation is the burden of Babylon. It's difficult for them to understand why it's called a burden. So many translate it as a pronouncement, as a portent, as a prophecy, as an oracle, or other terms. But none of those are true to the meaning of the word masa, which is burden. And I think they're missing the point. Remember, Yeshayahu is speaking to the people of Judah. Even though his words are regarding a prophecy regarding Babylon, his audience is Judah. These words are a burden for Judah because the reason Yeshayahu is speaking to them about Babylon is because, in his view, the people of Yehuda are responsible for all the nations of the world. It is therefore their burden to communicate this message to Babylon, at least try to teach them the message of God. My interpretation of the next few verses differs greatly from the majority of the commentators, and I hope that you will listen and try to think about what I'm saying. And please comment in the, in the comments whether po your comments are positive or negative. Furthermore, in the upcoming chapters, it is important to mention how God constantly switches, or Isaiah, speaking in the name of God, switches between the articles, they, you, mine, theirs, his, hers. It can be extremely confusing. The famous commentator the Malbim begins his explanation of these chapters by stating that following these pronouns and whom they are referring to is extremely difficult and often seems nonsensical. I'm going to point out right now my understanding and how we will approach this. When God, speaking through Isaiah, says they, he's referring to the other nations of the world. When he says you, he's referring to the people he's speaking to, you, the people of Judah. When, he, when God says mine or my it is God referring to his people, sometimes according to the context, his people referring to the Jewish people, sometimes referring to all the people of the world, depending on the context. So, Masobavel, this is the burden of Babylon. Asher that Isaiah, the son of Amos, prophesied about. Alhar nishpes unes, harimu kolahem, raise up on a, on a bare hill, Bear hill because if there were trees, if there are obstacles, they won't see from afar. But find a hill that's high but has nothing on top so you can raise up a banner. Raise up a flag. <coughs> Call out to them. Call out to the people of Babylon. Yeshayahu is exhorting the people of Yehuda. Call out to them. Get their attention. Raise your hands. Why? Because you have a message to teach them. If you get that message across, then v'yavo pitreni divim. Then they, the people of Babylon, will be able to enter the gates of the righteous, of the generous, Nidivim, the generous people. And then God continues. Ani, I, God says, Sivesi limukudashai. 
I have commanded my Mikudashim. And here I diverge from what most of the commentators explain, and I think Mikudashai refers to my holy people. I have commanded my holy people in order to bring this message across, to spread the words of generosity. Remember who the holy people are. Kidoshim tihiyu. You should be holy, God commands us in Leviticus 19.2. And how do you be holy? Let me just remind you from Leviticus. When you reap the harvest, leave the corners for the poor. Don't take all of the extra grapes and the fallen fruit. Leave them for the poor. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not lie. Do not swear falsely. Do not defraud your fellow. Do not steal from him. Pay your workers on time. Don't curse the people who are deaf. Don't play stumbling blocks upon people from who are blind. Don't take advantage of the people that are disadvantaged. Don't justice. That's kedoshim to you. These are mikudashai. I have commanded them to get this message across. Right? Gam I called my powerful people. Despite my anger, I called my powerful people and asked them to relay a message. Who are these powerful people? I just said, What did we sing in the chapter 12 prior? We said, My strength, my power is God. He was my salvation. Those are Giborai. Those are my powerful people that I have called. Despite my anger against you, Babylon, I have called my powerful people, the people that are powerful, that are my powerful people, Alize Gavati, those that rejoice in my Gava. What does that mean? Remember, we just said in the song, Zamru Ladonai Ki Geut Asa. Sing to God because God is great and powerful. Gavati Geut, my power. Who are the ones that sing? Elize Gavati, the ones that are happy and rejoice in my power. Those are the people of Judah. I have called them, I have commanded them to bring this message to you, Babylon. What is this message that they have to bring? The message of Kedusha. The message that Babylon should learn. What is about to happen? Kol Hamon Beharim. There is, unfortunately for you, Babylon, there is a tumult among the mountains. Dumutam Rav. There is the appearance of great nations. Kol She'on Mamlachot Kahib Nasafim. The kingdoms of the world are gathering against you. Adonai Tzvaot Nefakeit God is about to appoint the generals that are going to come and attack you and destroy you. But in Eretz Merchak, they are coming from a faraway land, from the corners of the earth. They're coming to destroy you, Babylon. Get the message. Hanifuyad, wave your hands. Harimu call, raise your voices, call out to Babylon. Read the book of Daniel. It remind you of how bloodthirsty the Babylonians were. And how Daniel tried repeatedly to bring the message of God to the Babylonian kings. Remember the Babylonian king who decreed death upon thousands of his own people when they simply couldn't tell him the meaning of their dream. And how Daniel tried to save them. And did save them ultimately. And asked the king, don't kill them. I will tell you the meaning of your dream. And the meaning of the dream was to believe in God. To believe not in your own human power, but to believe in God. I remember how Daniel prayed for guidance to save the lives of the wise men of Babylon. These are the messages. This is when the Jewish people fulfilled the mission of Yeshayahu. They fulfilled the mission through Daniel and his, and his contemporaries. When they tried to bring the message to the murderous and barbarous Babylonians, 
And they failed. Unfortunately, the Babylonians chose not to listen. Had they listened, history would have been different. This is the message. Unfortunately, I'll just read the beginning of the next chapter. Hey, Lilu, cry out. Havoc and destruction is about to rain down upon you from God himself. Get the message to Babylonians. This is the Masobavel. This is why it is the burden of the people of Judah. Because it is their job, despite their travails, despite history, maybe because of them, maybe because of history, to bring this message to the Babylonians. Looking forward to having you uh, join us for our next podcast, 13b, as we continue this chapter, The Burden of Babylon.